ain't good for games. Say it to my face. Say it to my Say it to my face. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to the flyest sports podcast on the planet. That's right, y'all. Welcome to Stack Lines Matter. I'm your host, Jason Weaver, a.k.a. Jay Weave. Yes, that Jason Weaver. You may know me as the singing voice of, of Simba in, in The Lion King. Uh, some of y'all may know me as Michael Jackson in the Jackson's miniseries where I play Young Mike. Uh, some of y'all may know me all the way up to my roles in like Drumline and ATL and a few sitcoms in between such as Smart Guy and Thea. Well, with all that being said, I just want to let y'all know that it's an honor to come share my views on one of my favorite topics, and that's sports. Yeah, that's right, y'all. I'm a huge sports fan, and I and I definitely rep my hometown of Chicago and all their teams. I'm talking about the Bulls, the Bears, the Blackhawks, the Cubs, the Sox. Even a soccer team. I'm I'm down with it all. So so with all of that, I've decided to do this podcast for the opportunity to work with these two guys, my partners, Mark E. Stewart and Rob Hunter. Now, a lot of y'all out there may not know who Mark E. Stewart is, but music industry veterans definitely know who this guy is. Um, Mark has spent a long career behind the scenes in the music industry as a manager, music publisher, and co-founder of Red Zone Entertainment with his brother, super producer, Tricky Stewart. Uh, Mark has managed songwriters and producers for many years, and his clients have literally written some of the biggest songs in the history of music. Also, he just so happens to be my cousin, and he's also from the great city of Chicago, and sports is also his passion, which you will find out as these sports podcasts continue to go on. My other co-host is also a music executive. His name is Rob Hunter, and he actually got his start with Mark's company, Red Zone Entertainment. After a long run with Red Zone as an A&R where he had a huge amount of success, Rob was able to kind of branch out and start his own music uh, production company called So Sick Entertainment. Now, this is a guy that represents ATL harder than anybody that I know. And uh, you guys will soon find out that Rob's passion is sports as well, and he was definitely eager to come and be a part of this groundbreaking experience with Mark and myself. So, look, just to lay out what this show is about, ladies and gentlemen, look, our simple goal is this. It's to bring you a real sports conversation that's simply not out there right now. Now, we've heard all the other sports talk shows and podcasts, and, you know, although they're good, all some real shit is basically all the same. Well, if you're looking for that, You've definitely come to the wrong place because here at Stat Lines Matter, we bring the real. That's right. We hold nothing back and we offer a perspective that represents the people. You dig what I'm saying? How y'all think, how y'all feel, how y'all talk about sports. We even talk a little bit about what's going on in the world today as well because we know that y'all do too. So this is your podcast just as much as it is ours. So, um... After giving my whole little spiel of what this this show is about, fellas, I just want to go straight into the conversation, man, and just roll this out. And, and I have a very interesting story as it relates to L.A. sports and L.A. football team. So a friend of mine out there in L.A., I, I won't mention any names, but uh, they're involved in sports marketing. 
And so they called me about a week and a half ago. You know you can me. name drop on this show. Like, yeah, yeah. We, man, know, we it, know you hot. We I'm know, not, we, I'm we not know gonna, you know. I'm not going to put people. on blast like that. That's that's my little sports insider. We like, call it we we call it hitting the stunt button. If you anytime you need to hit the stunt button to let people know who you know. And oh, I let them know. I, I just don't want to compromise my sources because right, I have them in there. To but I just understand. I'm gonna be on here stunting like yeah, it was me, Jay Z, Emmanuel Lewis. You know what I'm saying? Like, we was all just kicking it, like, oh, no, me no. and Webster. Well, actually, I am about to stunt on one organization, because this this is going out to the charges. I, th- I just thought this was so funny. They're doing a golf tournament, or they did a golf tournament on May 21st, and they wanted to invite the entertainment community to kind of come out, and I guess kind of begin to build a relationship and build a bridge with their organization and with the community that exists there, so... They wanted to invite certain celebrities to come out and play golf with the players and some of the people from the front office and the whole nine. And, you know, the the whole thing initially was she was asking me, you know, the reason why she was asking me, because she was like, yo, I know you're a major sports fan. You live here in Los Angeles as well. You know, you probably may want to come to these games and hang out and, you know, establish a rapport with these guys. So I was like, yeah, cool. But I said, unfortunately, I can't make it. I'm down here in Atlanta. But I can introduce, I can plug you with some other celebrities, reputable names, mind you, that would probably, you know, want to come down and build with them and actually play golf in the whole nine. So fast forward, maybe like a few days later, I hit my connect back and I'm like, hey, with those people that, because I mean, I I had like, you know, TV stars on there, you know, they're kind of like, you know, let's be honest, they're kind of like B-level, you know, kind of like C-level stars, but yet they're visible in they're real sports fans that are trying to build a connection to the, with their team right, in their right. city. So the Chargers have the nerve to come back from the list that she had sent. And they said, uh, we're not really interested in any of the names that you submitted. They were like, that first guy that you were telling us about that did the Lion King thing, he's cool. But everybody else, yo. like, and I was like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> Like I'm like, first of all, you guys suck. Hey, they no, like, <laughs> Hey, it's like, LA, baby. They need stars. You can't you can't show up with no middle but, of the road. But I'm like, you know what you hey, no where you at? This ain't Cleveland. But I'm like, nobody's checking for y'all. Like <laughs> this, y'all not even hey, a real they, football. Hey, they need tackle. stars out there. They get hey, listen, they gotta have stars standing on the sideline in front of they yeah. in front of they twenty one thousand hardcore fans out there. No, that I, shit was crazy. Real sidebar, Chargers are going to be good. They was in a lot of close games. And did they make the playoffs or just miss the playoffs? I think they just missed they the just playoffs. They just missed the playoffs. Because they had missed like four game-winning field goals. Field goals that Phillip yeah, Rivers yeah. is still over there, right? Yeah, yeah, he's still over there. They're going to be much better this year. It's funny because like, I was going to tell a story, but you tell a story because I know you have a whole, I know you hate L.A. fans. I know you got L.A. fan stories. <laughs> I, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily have, you know, necessarily a, a L.A. fan, you know, story specific. But it just seems like all the ones that I've met, like, they know very little about basketball. They know very little about the team. You, know, you asked who's There's the coach before. Uh, Luke Walton. They don't know. Um, there right. was a special on uh, a little while ago. Not a special, but they, <laughs> they had a TV reporter went up and asked him, like, uh, so what do you think about the, you know, the Lakers making the playoffs after being eliminated? <laughs> and they were like, and they were like, hey, well, I knew they would bounce back. I knew they would. He was like, even so, even after they were eliminated, uh, you know, they, they can bounce back. And they were like, yeah, anybody can, as long as you, you know, get it together, you know, and, and Yo, work hard. That is very LA. Too. And, yeah. yeah, right. I can't even lie. That's that's yeah. super. LA and so, right and so, it just seems like you know, so so it just seems to me that the fans that I've met, like I said, it's just been very um, typical to the uh, you know. 
well, the culture out there. Yeah, the culture, and you know, and, and and I guess there are some real fans. I just don't think they can get in the building. You know, I mean, you got all these guys. You know, the the, the tickets. Well, I aren't think they I think they're in the building. I think they're not on the first five they're rows. Way that they show, they're, they're, right. they're not way on the back. first five rows. Well, then, that they and then show you on see television. like I see like Snoop like all of a sudden you know he's all at the Laker games and then no the, Snoop no Snoop is real right but then the Clippers no, get Snoop hot and then he's at the Clippers game yeah and, that, yeah, and I think I think that's I think that's the problem is that it is like L A is a hot and cold town that's true a lot like I won't say I'll say not like I say a little bit like Atlanta basketball. Is a little yeah. bit of a hot and cold town. Like there's a lot of celebrities, and I won't stun on them, but there's a lot of celebrities down here in Atlanta that when the Hawks are winning or they got an exciting player, be calling trying to get your floor seats or trying right. to get your tickets because they want to get out there. Then there's a whole bunch of other because guys because everyone show has up. floor seats. Yeah, everybody. Right. And that's the cool thing. If y'all don't know about Atlanta, everybody in Atlanta has floor has seats. Has floor seats. Hey, Mark just hit the stump button. Yeah, really that's they're trying to get your that, floor you know, seats. Everybody's trying to call one. you for your exclusive floor seats. <laughs> they want your parking. Man. And your parking. Real talk. The parking no. is just as important as the floor seats. Absolutely. Just FYI. Um, I have a funny story. I remember we used to go down there and kick it down in Miami. So it's like a, it's, we're in football season. And we're looking for, you know us, we go post up at a sports bar. We're looking to drink and, you know, eat wings and the whole nine. And a typical sports bar is kind of hard to find in Miami because particularly when you stand on a beach. Right. But there are a lot of places that got like mad TVs and stuff. So, you know, everybody's like, oh, no, go here. This is the best place to watch the game. So we like take the information, me and Trick, my uh, my brother, my partner in Red Zone, and I think KD, our mix engineer at the time. And we all go to watch the game. And we sitting here watching the game, like really doing our like football thing. But it's like it's like Latin salsa music playing in the background. There's people coming in with Dan Marino jerseys on, but they wearing skates. Oh, it's like no. they skating on the beach, <laughs> rollerblading. But then rollerblading, but they coming yeah. into the game to watch the game, and then they like coming in like super hardcore, and then watch for a quarter and a half, and going back to the beach. You know, like <laughs> wait, what? Wait, what? Like, hey. like this ain't no hardcore. Game is over. Like this ain't no hardcore <laughs> football environment. Like that you guys are involved in right now. This is like, and I, I never understood that because I'm like, what, what, what is? How are you watching the game for a quarter and a half? Like I don't get that. You know what I've noticed though? Warm weather towns are fair weather fan cities like that because yeah, there might be something to because because honestly, like for those of us who grew up in the Midwest or in climates or environments where, especially during the winter, like that was a thing to be in the house. Watch when the game, game is on, the, game, yeah. the heat is on, mama's cooking in the kitchen. Like, that, that's just the whole thing. I think with people out in L.A. and in, in, in coastal towns like that in warm climates, they just got way too much shit to do outside. The beach is real. The yeah. beach is real. So like Collins Avenue, be, be Collins outside, Avenue ain't no like, joke. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I will say this, though, on the flip side. when you From those particular cities, and I, I can't speak for every cold weather city, but like from our hometown, I have to admit, and it pains me to say this. Hmm. We do not have a super smart fan base. Like our fan base lives in a like we watch a lot of games. We yeah. we we pay attention, but we're so in love with our stars and our athletes that it makes us a little bit, in my view, and a little history. bit crazy. And your in history. our oh, obsessed with our history, <laughs> and we we get a little obsessed with like just ideas that are going on in our head. It's like somebody left to their own devices. Cause you could yeah. you can be in Chicago and somebody will call in and go, This is time for Mel Gonquin and <laughs> and I I have an idea. You're gonna think I'm crazy with this one. But what if you took Jarrett Payton we put the number 34 jersey on Put the number 34 on them like he's dead. And so he's back there like he's dead. But he's not back there as Jarrett. He's impersonating he's 
Walter Payton. And the what sweetness. You, and what you get is a confusion from the defense. Absolutely. And the defense gets confused, and then maybe that creates an opportunity he's for you to He's risen from the dead. He's, he's literally here from the dead. Like and, and the middle linebacker on the other team gets confused because how is Walter in the basket? Walter like, there? This is these are like real callers <laughs> with this type of nonsense. Yeah, and it's like that's him. because they love Walter so much. True, they be trying to figure out like how to bring him back. Like you still, I, I still think Scotty can come and give the team seventeen good minutes. Scotty's tonight. ready. He's, he can give us. He can give us fifteen minutes, Have and it would make a difference. Have you seen him lately? <laughs> He's in great shape. <laughs> he looks good. He looks like he just left Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> and that that happens a lot. And if you listen to Chicago sports talk, this there's just true. there's always that one guy. It's Tom from Palatine, and it's like you get, <laughs> and he's really got funny. and he's got some really weird theory. Yeah. What if we move Rizzo to second base? <laughs> that could work. I know he's left-handed. That could work. <laughs> You've never seen that, but it could work. Because then it allows you to get Caratini in to play first base. It gives you an extra bat. You know, it's like it's like that makes no sense. Yeah. But because we've watched every game, we just get it gets crazy, man. It's, no, I, I, it, I love my people in Chicago, but sometimes they just they're unrealistic with some of their views and whatnot. And the you know the Falcon fans have a similar uh, makeup, if you will. I True. For first off. You know, we're a small contingent of fans, right? And we're not necessarily growing. We grow when we do well, and we grow when, I mean, and we reduce when we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's two types. There's two types. You got your southern, you know, kind of optimist, and 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 he's kind of well, uh, well, Vox's gonna be all right. <laughs> I mean, you just got to get Matt Ryan some help, man. And uh, I'll tell you what we should do. I wanna. Trade Julio and uh, Dante Freeman. Is it Dante? Dante? They're gonna miss. They, they're gonna. They, they're gonna miss. You know, mispronounce it. Dante Freeman. We package them two together with Calvin Ridley for Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> we Falcons to the Super Bowl, baby. Too legit to quit. Yo. In the fall, we'll come fall time, we gonna get after it. We gonna get after it. I tell you, we just gotta be bold, man. Have you seen Christian McCaffrey? Have you seen his daddy? I've heard his that. daddy, his daddy, his daddy was amazing, man. <laughs> Why wouldn't the Falcons want that DNA down here? I don't understand it. So that's that's did Falcon. They, that's Falcon. Did they, Falcon. Breathe, did they really breathe hard like yeah, that? Yeah, that, that's Falcon. Yeah, because you you know the, the breathing and you know <laughs> it shows the passion. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Then you got Falcon fan number two who just you know still hasn't gotten over Vic, and he like, man. When the Falcon first had drafted Vic, <laughs> he was already the back quarterback in the league coming out of a G Tech. Y'all seen that Power A commercial? <laughs> he threw that ball out the goddamn stadium, bro. <laughs> then they gonna waste a year behind sorry creature. <laughs> what the hell, bro? Then they gonna let the man go to jail for fighting some damn dogs. <laughs> let him go to jail. Bro, you be like, man. You be like, well, you know, you know, we did bounce back on Matt. Matt Ryan. He <laughs> He's sorry. Just, you know he was the MVP. MVP. <laughs> Everybody would hurt that you. They had to give it to somebody. Sorry, Matt Ryan. But like you do know that when Vic was here, you know, he said that he didn't study defense. Study. They gotta repeat what you just study. <laughs> Study for what? All them sorry ass folk that had around that man. I'd have told him not to study for damn self. <laughs> the hell? So, th- so those are your two basic 
That's you know, awesome. Falcon fans that exist. That they're, they're, awesome. they're not many like me. You know, if you go if you go run into level headed, pragmatic. Yeah, you're gonna meet probably one of those two. I gotta say, y'all be turned up though, like in 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 the fucking tailgate that y'all had oh, yeah, at yeah, the well, state. We like to eat in the south. Yeah, so any reason to fire up, the especially behind the college too. Oh, for like sure. the like yeah. the SEC. Like I've been to a few SEC games down in this environment. There's there the tailgating is literally. Come on, we're not even gonna talk about. it. I went down to. Uh, to LSU down to Baton Rouge for the LSU Alabama game like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing like it. I mean, me and me and Rob, this was years ago, but me and me and him went to uh, a Georgia spring game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm talking like conservatively, and this was like coming off like not a great season, no new coach or anything, <clears throat> no new reason for new optimism. Mm-hmm. Sixty to seventy thousand people yeah. for to watch, you know, a glorified scrimmage. You know, Damn. the passion is... Uh, Were the passion that many that, people? No, re- for real. And this was a kind of a, to be honest, was kind of a a smallish crowd because relative to some of the crowds that you guys have gotten, like well, when you first got Smart In yeah. and, you know, all of that, it was like that number went to 80, 85, easy. Right. And you know? it, it, it's, a, it's an interesting place, uh, you know, the college landscape and obviously being a minority fan of an SEC school, um, it's friendly. But they, I, I remember one time going to a, going to a game during um, Barack's first run. Uh, oh eight, yeah, oh seven, oh eight, oh eight, yeah. and um, you know I'm in the stadium and there's like thousands of of college students that have on the Georgia polo, but on on the lapel it said uh, McCain Palin. Wow! <laughs> like these are these are eighteen, nineteen year old, twenty year old. You know, uh, uh, so th- that part was very interesting because, mm. you know, it's like, <clears throat> you know, here, here you got this transcendent, uh, transcendent, you know, guy running for office. And then, you know, they they had these obviously they had these and people say, you, you know, you don't want to insert politics into sports, mm-hmm. but obviously they went out of their way. You know, to create you know these uh, these shirts, and it wasn't just one. I mean, they were all around the stadium, right. and these these are like I said, these are college students. These aren't like adults, you know. Right. So that that part was interesting because you you, you see from for, for the most part when you're a minority and and you root for uh, an SEC team, you're a minority in a minority because yeah. there's there's not that many black bulldog fans that are knowledgeable. You know, I know one other one is you know, and we know goddamn Pastor yeah, Troy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Pastor Troy. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and my man Jerry Clark. But um, it's it's a it's a unique situation because you love that team just as much as they do. But you guys have such different views on you know bigger issues. So mm-hmm. it, it you kind of feel like you're visiting, so to speak, as opposed to like you know really really. Yeah, uh, it's funny because at the same time during that election, I, I don't I don't know if it was McCain Palin or if it was. I think it was Romney. I always forget which came first, but I think this was like the McCain first. McCain Palin was first. McCain yeah. Palin was first. Yeah, and oh, okay. Romney, um, Romney was Ryan, second. Romney Ryan was second. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. But I remember uh, we went. Me and uh, my wife and, and a couple of our friends went to Stillwater, Oklahoma, to see Oklahoma State play Texas. Um, for some reason, that was always on my bucket list to go to Stillwater and watch a game. It seemed like a nice environment um, to go. And so we went. We took this tour bus. And drove in there, and it was it was um, you know classic fish out of water, and we didn't know what to expect. And it was during an election time, and you're right about that. The politics were were full in full effect. Signs, posters everywhere. People walking around, holding them, bringing them into the stadium. Wow. Um, you know, there's their Republican support. So, and there's not a lot of us in the seats anyway. 
Um, and here we are, a group. And one of the things that we did that was funny, because none of us are affiliated with Oklahoma State or Texas, what, we stopped at Walmart on the way, and we affiliated ourselves with Oklahoma State in order to not stick out. And, we, and, and in doing so, when we pulled in for the tailgate, we actually, when I went in really thinking that this could be weird and awkward, it was actually super cool. Like, we met some of the nicest people that you ever want to meet, inviting us into their tailgate. We invited them into ours. You know, I had my first moonshine, mm -hmm. you know, um, had my first homemade pickle. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it was the best pickle that I've ever eaten in my life. So sometimes you walk into environments where you're unsure about how you be. And I, and I actually think in reality, so many racial situations can be sort of sorted out by people just having real interaction with each other. Because I think people are fearful of what they don't know. Right. But when we when they saw us and we got to talking and knowing, they were like, man, we felt like we, you know, you make friends. You know how it goes. You go to tailgate and whoever's around you, you sort of make friends with. And it wasn't any different than when we I've been to Georgia, Florida or, or Alabama, LSU. You think you're going into some, you know, deep south areas. Mm -hmm. But you end up, if you end up around the right people, it ends up being an amazing sort of cultural exchange. But your first initial thing, particularly when you're going into a space where you're not really represented, it feels it feels uh, it like feels you're a visitor. Like oh, you're a visitor, an absolute visitor. So you know, it's just it's just sort of interesting. And it, 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 I sit here as we go through all of this. I'm thinking about like stories of like my past and mm -hmm. you know all of that where you're you're thinking about man, like games stick in your head. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. experiences stick in your head and about how this made me feel, or what you watched on TV, or what you were present for. Do you, Jason, have any particular feelings or thoughts or, or memories of games or, or plays or anything that were sort of a part of what shaped you as a sports fan? I got to share this story with y'all, and, and I'll keep it real short with this one, but there's nothing like like a team being built up to win and maybe like a divisional championship or something like that, and they lose and this kind of goes to a story that that I experienced years ago. What year was that that the Jacksonville Jaguars went to the AFC Championship? This was like, like 2002. early 2002, like right? That, yeah. And like Kevin Hardy was there playing. All right. Well, me and DeAndre, DeAndre Davis, ladies and gentlemen, is a close friend of ours that we've worked alongside with and have known for over a number of years. And uh, he and I for some odd reason, had developed this relationship with Kevin Hardy, uh, who was a former player of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I think two other players. I think it was just because we were down in Florida doing a lot of spot dates, and we just happened to meet all these people along the way. Well, make a long story short, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars had made it to the AFC Championship, and it was like this big deal. So, you know, Kevin calls us, and, Oh, and shout out to Rodney Glasgow as well. That's how we knew Kevin because Rodney was like helping him manage his finances or whatever. So uh, Kevin calls us. He's like, hey, man, we're going to the AFC Championship. It's going to be the bomb. We're definitely going to win this game. I forgot who they were playing, but he was like, man, we're definitely winning this game. We got to have a big celebration at the crib. You guys come to the crib. You can stay there the whole nine. We get to Jacksonville. Sure enough crib is set out his crib was sick i forgot exactly where it was located it was like really off of a river or something like that that was there really exclusive property we partying for the couple days leading up to the game me and deandre we doing it kevin's looking out it's crazy it's girls everywhere it's just off the chain day of the game he gets a tour bus all of his friends and family we on the tour bus 
We go in the game, man. And sure enough, these cats lose. I'm talking about, man, when you, I mean, a whole town just instantly deflated in, in probably like 1.2 seconds, seemingly. And then when we finally got back after the game, and it was, it was like a devastating loss for that town. And we finally got back to Kevin Hardy's crib. This nigga's crib just seemed like a, a, a damn near morgue. Like by the time we got there, nothing worse about, than that. I mean, it was like the most devastating kind of feeling. Couldn't even turn up. Yeah, and and it was weird because I had never been around athletes like that when they lose, especially like a big game like that. You know, you usually see the guys like that win and they go on and you follow them. And when you do see the loser, you just see them going in the locker room and you never really pay attention to them anymore. But you never experience what it's like being on the opposite end you know, of a game like that. And I mean, their whole situation in Jacksonville just broke down to the point where Kevin left. He took a flight. He took a private flight somewhere just to get away from everybody. And me and DeAndre kicked it at this cat's crib for another week. Just <laughs> <laughs> Y'all threw your own situation. It's funny, though, because yeah, you, you happy he gone. Now we can turn. But you know what's funny about that? It would have bothered me like as a sports fan, if he shook it off real quick and was partying that night, like you know, right? right. Like, cause I hate, like I think as fans, we want to believe that it means as much to them as it does to us as fans. And sometimes when they tend to shake it off, I'll be like, "What you smiling for?" Like, I, if we losing, don't smile, don't dance, don't. Sure. I don't want to see none of that. Like, sure, I right. want to see you in the same despair as I am at this moment. Right, right. If right. we down two or three touchdowns and you score. I don't want to see no dance. Get your behind back to the sideline so we can and, win. And like so we can try to win. I don't want to see no jubilation from what you've done individually. No, that's right. Like I want to win the game. You know that's what I'm real. saying? Like absolutely. Like that is like as as a fan, that's one of my pet peeves. I had a similar experience with the Super Bowl. Um, you know, and it's it's been a little bit over a year later, so now I, you know, I, I you can, can talk about it. I can kind of talk about it a yeah. little bit, but um, you know, that like that morning I uh I woke up. And I I had to get a Falcon Feng Shui right. Okay. Okay. So I got all my jerseys. Mm-hmm. I had my Alan Rossum, my 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 Jesse Tuggle, my Michael Vick, my Tony Gonzalez, you know, Ashley Ambrose. I draped them all over my couch. So so I'm getting this thing right. And right. Then I go to my Sonos speaker. Shout out to Sonos. <laughs> um and I'm playing all Falcon, I'm sorry, all Atlanta war aggressive rap. I'm talking gotcha. DG Yola. I'm talking Crime Mob. Yeah. I'm talking Pastor Troy. It's so aggressive downstairs. And it's just me. <laughs> it's like 11 o'clock in the morning. You know, yeah. and my wife is like, breakfast is ready. You know, yelling down there. And I'm like, what's up? Big talk. Big my huh? You know, I'm just super duper. Just, just lit, yeah. man. Yes. So people start arriving, um, and finally, you know, the game kicks off. Game kicks off, and a couple possessions go by, and we finally score. And I'm feeling like, all right, all right, we here. You know, we here now. You know, you. I mean, looking across the field, like, it's Tom Brady. It's like, you know, they're looking at the superheroes. So we we're, we go up. Yeah. Now, obviously, we go up by four scores, and it's an all out party at my crib. Like, we A-Town stomping. 
You know, we just we, we I mean, all out cooning. I, I can't. You, you Texas graduation. I can't. I can't ingest enough liquor. Like I'm drinking my drink. I'm grabbing your drink. I'm grabbing everybody. I'm just hey, this is hey, we doing this. This right. is this is, and then the second half starts, and you know, and uh, the game proceeds, and then all of a sudden, you know, Tom Brady decides to rise from the abyss like the Kraken. You know, and starts wreaking havoc on my Falcons as well as my mental stability. <laughs> and, and 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 you know, obviously, you know, they come back and 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 now the game is over. And I don't know what to do with myself, <laughs> with my body, with my mind. So I just get up and I just shut off all the TVs. Like I got a lot of TVs in my bed. I just shut off all the TVs. Like. Poof, Shut them all off. Then I go upstairs. There's a room full of people. I go up to the TV and I'm, I'm cursing as I'm approaching the TV. Cut this TV off. <laughs> Bow. Shut that TV off. Mm-hmm. You know, you just mini hit the stun button a couple seconds ago when you said you had like mad TVs in your bed. Well, yeah, like yeah. when I say all the TVs, you know, yeah. a lot of people be like, "How many you got?" Subtle, you know, subtle stun button. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's my fault. You got TV. So, 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 so I shut the TV off and like I'm. But while I'm doing this, I'm holding back tears. You know what I mean? I'm like, so I go up in the stair. I go upstairs and get in the bed. I got all my clothes on. Damn. I got all my clothes on. The party, like not a party, but people are still there, you know. So so I like, you know, I shut the TV off in the middle of the thing, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, hey. And, the, and, and, and you shut it off with the with the mentality of bet nobody, bet nobody touch well, the TV. Well, I said it. I was like, hey, hey, don't nobody touch the TV. So I went, I went back, I went upstairs, and I got in the bed with all my clothes on with no intention of getting up. About a minute or two go by, and I start crying again. Wow. Like 11 years old. You know, tears just streaming down. You know what I'm saying? And all of a sudden, I hear the mother flipping TV. Wow. Man, I bolt downstairs like I like a pit bull. Yeah. Just, I can't. I'm like, who touched the TV? Who touched the TV? I'm ready to swing on everybody in there, maybe except my mom and my wife. Yeah. I'm like, hey, and I'm looking at one dude because I'm like, he looking at me. And I'm like, hey, you touched the TV? And my wife, I guess she was like, outside or she was maybe on the deck or something she was like mm-hmm. i turned it on i didn't know and i was like i don't want the tv on and all this, everybody's looking at me and i'm like oh my and, God. So, and so i go oh i'm y'all entertainment i'm y'all entertainment hey and then all of a sudden my boy i, I cut the tv and my boy like yeah takes me outside and he's drunk off his ass and he's like hey man hey you can't do that there's a people in that room full of people that love you and you can't, yo, yo, you can't do that, man. And so, and so, I'm like, I said, all right. So at this moment, at, at this point, like, I'm annoyed by him. And I was like, all right, hey, I'm gonna be right back. I went upstairs. Hey, I just left him out there. I just went went back to sleep. Damn. I just left him on on my on my uh, on my deck. I just left him out there. I didn't watch Sports Center for like seven months or the NFL Network. Yeah, no, I sometimes like that feeling. I know exactly what you feel when you just want to go to sleep. I I'd have to say probably my worst. I think my worst moment, and there's been a lot as a Chicago fan, but my worst was probably 03 playoffs, the Bartman oh, situation. God. But it was it was beyond Bartman because when people forget, or maybe they do, Chicago fans don't forget, that no. was game six. There was still a game seven. Yeah. But every Chicago fan knew. That that messed with the It messed with the, 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 the thing. Mojo, yeah. The mojo was off. Yeah. And but I tried to convince myself. I was living in Northridge at the time, and I remember 
I had, my wife is an optimist. So she's like, you know, you never know. They could come back in game seven. It's going to be all better. Like, that's her. Right. So my kids are young, and I had promised them that we were going to go for pizza after the Cubs game because it was, <laughs> you know, we're on the West Coast. Right. So the game's in earlier. So we we're going to go out to uh, uh, Casa, Casa Bianca, Bianca okay. in Eagle Rock. Yeah. Shout out to Casa Bianca. Casa. Making, making Chicago pizza in L.A. In, Since 1956. Yes. And, and so I was like, all right, we're going to go out there and get pizza after the game. So I watched the game. I'm in like I've watched every game in isolation. Like I'm in my bedroom. I'm not with anybody. Like I'm just I don't want to mess up the vibe. And so the reality sets in that we're gonna lose. And I'm sitting there going, I gotta find a way to keep it together because the boys sort of understood. They were the oldest. The boys, my oldest kids. I had two daughters, but they were little. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And my family, my wife understood what I was going through, but the other kids probably didn't. Mm. So I was like, okay, suck it up. Go get your family pizza. Don't be that guy. <laughs> Don't be the guy that shuts down pizza. Right? <laughs> so right next to where we lived, it was an ATM. Because so if you know anything about Casa Bianca, they don't take credit cards. Just cash. Just cash. Yeah. So I had to stop and get cash. And I'm standing at the ATM, putting in my numbers, and literally, no bullshit, I break down. So my family, <laughs> my family's in the car. Looking at me at the ATM, back my back's to them. Right. So I'm literally bawling. <laughs> like I'm like I'm like I'm like the scene in like in uh, Trey in uh, in uh, when after my man after Ricky got shot. Oh yeah. And he like you know what hey, I mean. That's He's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, But I'm sitting in front of the the thing and like like. Tears are rolling down my face like Denzel in in Glory. Those are real tears. I that, love that, the I love the fifty fold. That's, that's yeah, that's real hurt. <laughs> real hurt. That's real hurt. But I don't want to get back in the car crying. Right. So I stayed there pretending like there was a problem with the machine, <laughs> looking around, <laughs> trying to dry my tears. <laughs> like it was, and I and I always remember that because it was such a struggle. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, when emotion hits you like that. Because it wasn't just 03. That was 89, 98, mm -hmm. 84. Mm -hmm. Like, I watched those teams. I was the guy. I was the smart. I was I was a little bit of the smart and optimistic. Because when I was growing up, I used to just think that it was going to be our year no matter what. And so every year I thought when, it, when we got good and we got there, I was like, like, like Rob said, this is going to happen for me. And that's probably how I felt in 03. And when it didn't happen... And like, man, so like I like it hit me at that ATM, and I hate that it hit me at that ATM like that. I don't think Steve Bartman did his. Well, I think he does. I'll slap Steve Bartman on sight if I can. <laughs> Just <laughs> FYI, slap him on sight. I mean, there was another game after that. Yeah, you know, so. I mean, yeah, he but he messed up the mojo. I swear, I bet I never <laughs> see. He really did. Well, now that you guys have kind of had your therapeutic moment, I just before we before we close it down for for the day with this episode. First of all, I just want to say how much of a pleasure and an honor it's been. Uh, to link up with you two guys and present our first episode of our sports podcast, Stat Lines Matter. Um, that said, everybody out there, look, it's, it's like what I stated in the very beginning of the show. Um, this is not only our sports podcast, but this is also your sports podcast. And, you know, we want to engage with you guys. We want you guys to be a part of this just as much as we are. The first thing I'm going to give you guys 
is our call-in number, and that number is area code 404-500-9017. Once again, that number is 404-500-9017, where you can leave your questions and your comments. You can also follow us on uh, all our social media platforms. Um, we can be reached at at StatLinesMatter uh, on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, SoundCloud, YouTube, and um, here on iTunes as well. You can reach me directly on my Twitter and Instagram at It's Jason Weaver. You can reach out to Mark at MES Red Zone, and you can reach out to Rob Hunter at Rob Hunter SLM. Uh, with that being said, we want to thank you guys for tuning in to our very first episode of the Flyer Sports Podcast on the planet. That's right. Tell a friend. Let them know we out here. We have a real sports conversation, man. And it's been a pleasure. I'll check y'all next time on the next Stat Lines Matter. Say to my face. Say to my. Say to my.